I'm Andrew White, front-end dev lead, contributing writer and United Paizo Workers member at Paizo, and you're listening to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. This week, Morris and Peter talk about the new Critical Role animated series, Legend of Vox Machina. In the news, Wizards of the Coast has a new president, D20 Modern is getting a 5e reboot, an update on the Dungeons and Dragons television show, and more, plus a brand new sketch about a Holmesian fallacy of logic. This week on Morse's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. This week, this sorry excuse for a podcast is sponsored by Lilith's Mattresses. Lilith's Mattresses have a unique combination of high-performance straw and hypoallergenic newt-scale filling, which delivers contouring pressure relief, core support, and a guaranteed 87% lice-free sleep. Oh, that just sounds awful. In my experience, people need a few lice to remind them that they're alive. Nothing like a good rash to focus the mind. Well, I suppose... I suppose if you want to spend good money on a glorified sack of straws, I suppose you should get one. All the tabletop role-play news, we aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse. And Morris is unofficial tabletop RPG. Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Russ, aka Morris, or Morris, aka Russ. And with me this week is Peter Coffee from the Southampton Guild of Roleplayers. Russ, as ever, it is stellar to be here. You look different, Peter. Uh, possibly more successful. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you have the weight of about four thousand pounds upon your shoulder. <laughs> Uh, that's not pounds as in the American unit of measurement. That's pounds as in the unit of British currency. Yes. Yes. So congratulations yeah. on a very, Wildly. very, very successful Kickstarter launch. Uh, it's phenomenal. I, I do not, I'm still, uh, I'm less completely mind blown than I was on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, but to say that I am, I have embraced it and I'm entirely on board with it is, not accurate either. I mean, there's just been so many lovely people. They've all said such lovely things. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very pleased with how it's going. Obviously, and yes. So you're what, three days in. Yes. And you were just under. Last I checked, just under four thousand pounds. Or was it hit that now? Well, or for some reason I have it. Uh, I have four thousand one hundred seventy-seven. It's gone over four thousand in three days. Yeah, yes, that's uh, really five five thousand six hundred eighty-two dollars against my four hundred eight-dollar goal. So you, you're probably going to do seven or eight thousand pounds, I reckon. Yes, yes, I'm. I'm not really sure what's through that. That's um, has has first Kickstarters go. I think I've really hit. I think that's better than my first Kickstarter probably was. I can't remember it, but I, I think it probably is. Well, as I say, I've had a lot of support uh, from yourself. Like Egg Ebery's written me a lovely column. Angus Abramson has name dropped me in an RPG news column. Yeah, it's I've been supported locally as well. I mean, it's really, really wonderful to just have so much support. I love people. And, and, and you and you're on Graham Norton tonight, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> or not, perhaps. Well, I mean, I'm on, I'm on the oh, wait list. Oh, wait a minute! You're <laughs> not you're not Peter Coffey, the international movie star. Have I got the wrong Peter Coffey? There are there are no Peter Coffee international movie stars. All right, let's do some news. We should do some news. Yeah. Yes, I think we should. Sue, so, um, Wizards of the Coast has a new president. Yes, yes. 
I mean, wow. All but the yes. way from a little company called uh, Microsoft. You managed to pronounce it correctly. They must be big. <laughs> I did. I did think about. It, but then I, I thought that's far too much effort. So yeah. Microsoft. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, she was, um, this is Cynthia Williams, and yeah. she was heavily involved in the growth of Xbox and Ooh. Xbox gaming. And, you know, she was vice president of the gaming ecosystem commercial team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, doesn't actually mean anything to me, but it sounds very impressive. Do you have an Xbox? Uh, somewhere gathering dust. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> but I assure you, if you are into that sort of console things, then this is fairly big news. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So Chris Cox was the president of Wizards of the Coast, and yes. he was promoted to CEO of Hasbro, like, was recently, when it? it was like yeah, a month yeah, or two ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Uh, and so uh, Cynthia, Cynthia Williams is taking over from him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, um, wow. This is... Uh, why would you leave Microsoft to work at Hasbro uh, to head up the role-playing game division? <laughs> well, yeah. But, well, yeah. but yeah. you see, um, well, Wizard of the Coast is Wizard of the Coast and Digital Gaming is the name of the division at, um, oh. at Hasbro. Mm-mm. So Digital Gaming's half of it. Yes. Yeah. And when you think about Magic the Gathering and some of the digital stuff they've got going on there, that's, that's, true, that's true. part of it. And yes, remember yeah. all those leaks about the virtual 3D virtual tabletop earlier last Very year? True. Or yeah. Augmented reality. Yeah. So yeah. that's what, you know, that's, that sort of background is probably really useful for Wizards Future Plans. Licensing computer games and so forth. Mm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but still, wow. Wow. What a time to be alive. Hmm. So, um, do you remember D20 Modern? Um, I think I've played a couple of games, but I never really had any chance to play a long campaign. It right. looks quite cool, to be honest. But yeah. yeah. So it was 2002. Yes, yes. And I wasn't really it, doing a lot of D&D at that time, but yeah. 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 So it was basically kind of based on the 3E framework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, it was under the original OGL when you had the D20 explosion. A bit uh, like well, the well, it was, explosion. Well, it, it wasn't produced under the OGL because... Oh, um, really? Uh, because Wizard of the Coast produced it, so they didn't need oh, to. No. However, they did make a lot of it open gaming content and release an yes. SRD for it, which was nice of them. Right, right. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, basically, T20 Modern back in 2002. I'll get to the news item in a second, but that's just yeah. some background. This for is those some who, context. Yeah, I mean, this, we are talking, what... 20 years ago, so yeah, people might not be aware of what T20 Modern is. Well, I think, yeah, yeah. Although 2002 isn't very modern, how is it? <laughs> 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 this is sort of pre, pre-mobile phones, early days of the internet. Like, I don't mean to alarm you, Russ, but 20 years ago is the official boundary that most people use for talking about history. Is it? Yeah. Oh. So, it's extremely different to my boundary, which is yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, so I guess this would be like the ancient past. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. this is classical. Classical period, okay. <laughs> Back in the days of the Sopranos and... <laughs> oh, goodness. I don't and the West Wing, which yeah. um, which depicted a hopeful and uh, benevolent governmental structure. <laughs> Let us move away from the work of Baron Sorkin <laughs> and potentially talk about the news item in hand. What do you say? Okay. Right, you say? So, so D21, it was 2002. It was basically modern gaming, so you'd play in the... the, the as they in the modern world. Yes. And the, there were character classes, six character classes. Mm-hmm. One based on each ability score. Okay. So you'd have a strong hero, a smart yeah. hero, 
Yeah. You know, a, a fast hero, yeah, you know. No, we, so we know how this works. Come well, yeah, but people might, yeah. people might not have, might not have if heard of If you have played D&D, then there you go. We've got six classes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is a kind of a reboot of it. Okay. It's coming from the design team. This is from Evil Genius Productions. Okay. And the design team contains some of the people who were working on D20 Modern at the time, 20 years ago, who were working for Wizards of the Coast. Right, right. So right. we've got people like Jeff Grubb, Stan, exclamation mark, Steve Miller, all of whom worked either on D20 Modern or worked at Wizards of the Coast at that time. Yeah, right. And they're essentially rebooting it. And they've got, like, on their website, they're not they're not being coy about it. They've got pictures of the original D20 Modern on there. They yeah, very yeah. clearly say, we are rebooting D20 Modern. I mean, like, I'm really happy for them. And if you're a D20 modern fan, this is fantastic news. It's just like, it feels really weird that there's just so much rebooting of old stuff going on. It's like, if I got my 2006 book, Malachi Nights, available on Lulu, and started promoting it, I'd be like, what even? Or someone said, yeah. Peter, you should write a sequel to it. I'd be well, like, so, no. well, so this is, this is going to be based on the 5e system there. So, yes. I, I mean, they say, seen... they see reboot, but basically what they're saying is they're making a modern themed 5e rule set. Right, right. It's okay. really what, it's really what they're doing there. And they're calling it Everyday Heroes. Yeah. I, I mean, really what they should do is they should use advanced fifth edition and save themselves a huge job of work. But... <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I would find it much easier to do that because mm. of, like, you just got, well, you've got skills that you'd want to use for a start. Well, <laughs> given the fact that we're making Advanced Fifth Edition sci-fi future book this year. That is true. I, I suspect we might want to make a, a modern book later, so hopefully they won't, and they'll leave it to us. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be on Kickstarter, Spring 2022. Yeah. So Fantastic. Very soon, I guess. Yeah. March, April, and spring. I don't even know. I, what is time? It is an illusion. <laughs> yes, it is an illusion. <laughs> time doesn't even exist. We've had a nice mild winter here, which is nice. Mm. Yeah. I'm quite excited about that, though. I'm interested, yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, I, I, I would, I'd be interested to have a look. I'd want to give it a go, but mm. yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, might, I might just be prepared to give it a hack on my own because it just seems... Mm. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they do with Five E because you know it's a good team. Like mm. we're lot, lot, lot of lot of smart people. So it just depends on how mm. closely tied they are to Fifth Edition, really. Yeah, yeah. Because I, yeah. I think it would be it would be a challenge. But I've seen lots of people do things that I didn't think was possible. So I'm not going to say you can't do it. Mm. Hey, so Peter, are you familiar with a little outfit called the NHS, the National Health Service? Yes. Uh, I thought you yeah. might not have heard of it. I mean, you know, it's... Uh... I, I mean, they're so small, it's like that we're talking about, yeah. <laughs> Are they the biggest employer in the UK? Or possibly the Europe employer. or something? They're the large, largest employer in the UK. Yeah, so um, there is a charity bundle for the... Uh, there's an uh, organisation called NHS Charities Together. Fantastic. And the Roleplay Haven, which is a UK um, website and um, organisation, has yeah. teamed up with NHS Charities Together. Oh, okay, right. To do uh, a well, basically, you can buy a t-shirt, yes, for eighteen quid, which the proceeds go to um, NHS charities together. But okay. with that t-shirt, a yes. bunch of UK publishers have yes. donated materials that you'll get free as well as the t-shirt. So the t-shirt's kind of the okay. vehicle, but um, the thing. Oh, okay. So the t-shirt's like a token yeah. to allow you to access all your goodies. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So um, that includes 
our own level up advanced fifth edition adventurer's guide in pdf format what amazing yeah and then we've got books from nightfall games like slay industry second edition and the terminator rpg Nice. Well, I mean, I know the Adventurer's Guide was, what, about 17 quid on Drive RPG quite recently? So you're basically getting a T-shirt and a book, and now you're saying you get two books? How many more books do you get, Russ? Uh, you get the Devil's Run role-playing game from Red Scar. Okay. Um, you get hmm. discounts. There's also a bunch of coupons with it. Discounts on oh. products from Modifius. Nice. Handiwork Games, which is John Hodgson, John. who did Beowulf. Yes. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Feral Gamers Inc. I don't know them. Hmm. Britannia Bell. Games, which is chivalry Ooh. and sorcery, sorcery and chivalry. Yes, yes, yeah. that's on Steve yeah. Turner's company. Yeah, that, that, that's that's a real doorstop of a book. Yeah, 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 He's also our accountant. <laughs> I, I didn't remember that was the guy, but I didn't yeah. like to say, oh, yeah, also our accountant. But uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, clearly appreciates a good cause. Yes, yeah. so he's currently busy setting up pensions for me and Jessica. Fantastic. What? By the way. And Son of yes. Oak. So you get you get a whole bunch of stuff. Yes. The money goes to the NHS. Okay. Or the NHS Charities Together um, Charity. Yes, yes. There is bad news that any physical um, bonuses you only yes. get if you're in the UK. But no, you can no. still get the PDFs and discount vouchers worldwide. Yeah, unless you know someone in the UK who's prepared yeah. to pick them up and mail them out to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, if you want to support the NHS, that's a, it's a way to do it. Like, Alternative, I, you can stand outside of your house and clap. I, I, I mean, I do support the NHS for a thing we call taxes. So, I okay, confused. well, it's up to you if you want to or not. But I, 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 everyone I mean, can I, make their own decision. I, I, I don't. I am pleased. I'm sure NHS charities do good work, and that's awesome. I don't know why there is a need for them, but perhaps that's just my own ignorance. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I'm supporting it by donating products. So. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, and if you want to get your hands on level up and you live in the UK then there is very few fine ways to do it I mean hell yeah. if you yeah. lived outside the UK you don't even have to pop for the t-shirt you just get like a load of stuff mm. so yeah okay yeah okay so what else have we got we have got some news about the D&D TV show oh okay this may or may not be the TV show we've heard we've heard of two TV shows before yes yeah this may or may not be one of those or it may be another one it's unclear it- it may be a third D and D TV show. Maybe. Okay, Maybe. right. I, d- I do know that Wizards of the Coast are very, very keen on leveraging the D and D brand and making, you know, putting it into film, TV, all over the place. So I multiple mean, multiple shows isn't off brand for what they're trying to do. I mean, I obviously wasn't there, but it does feel like a reminiscent of the eighties when they were also massively successful. Mm. Well, you know, if it, if it works for comic book companies, I guess they're thinking it could work for RPG companies. I, I mean, yeah, sure, why not? I don't know, man. Let's find out. Tell me more. <laughs> well, so um, someone called Rawson Marshall Thurber is now the creative overseer of this TV show, whether it's an existing one or not. And he's going to write and produce a one-hour pilot and act as yeah. an executive producer. That that name, bizarrely, sounds really familiar to me. Right. I let could me go, not tell you why. Let me give you a few production names and see if you recognize any of these then. Dodgeball. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I'm aware. Red Notice, Skyscraper, Central oh. Intelligence, all starring Dwayne The Rock yeah, Johnson. Yeah, and, yeah um, okay. Um, the Division, which is a film adaption of From, a video on game. video game, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the wow. previous project was like John Wick's writer, Derek Kolstad. Yeah. And that may or may not be the same thing. 
Yeah, so or he it may does be sort a different of, thing. I don't know. So, so I've actually seen some of these movies. So he does sort of comedies. It feels uh, like yeah, the light. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, skyscraper wasn't skyscraper was skyscraper was a comedy. Okay, it was, it was kind it, of it, it was a it slightly lighter was, Die Hard, wasn't it? I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was Die Hard with added jokes. Yeah, and, yeah. And Dream Johnson having a prosthetic leg. Yeah, that I've yes. actually oh, yeah, seen. Quite, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, quite a few yeah. Of these, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Yeah. Huh. How about it? <laughs> How about that? Yeah. 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 Right. So do we think it's going to be a comedy version of Dungeons and Dragons? I think it'll be light, light hearted. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be strictly comedy. No, no. Okay. So sort of like vaguely tongue in cheek about desperately trying for jokes sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Or, you know, or maybe he could be trying his hand at something else. Who knows? Who knows? I. Well, it, it's who you ask to do what is the question, eh? Mm. Yeah. All right, so, um, in four weeks, three weeks now, in fact, yes, end of February, yes, Judge Dredd and the Worlds of 2000 AD goes away yes. forever. Bum, bum, bum. After the 28th of February, you will not be able to buy it at all. PDF, oh, print, anything. Okay. So, we, we have now got... from publication. Wow. We have now got a big half-price sale. Wow, half-price. Everything's half-price, except for print-on-demand stuff, because obviously you can't cut that in yeah, half yeah, because yeah. it costs that much to print it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that includes, you know, physical stock that we got, PDFs, everything. Everything right. for Just Dread is half-price, and that includes nice. Strong Dog and um, Rogue Trooper as well. Right, right. Until the end of February, and then after the end of February, that's it. It's all over. There's no, you can't. Can't get it anywhere at all. I mean, some oh. some stores may still have some in stock, in which yeah. case you can buy it from them. But from us, yeah. that's it. Right, right, okay. I mean, they, they these are very nice books mm. using the what's old is new system. Is that yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, like the artwork is amazing in those. Yeah. So right, it's all um, original artwork from from the comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but I mean that's that's the thing. Like, if you're two thousand AD fan, I mean, but to be fair, if you're listening to this. Podcast, you're pr- you've probably already acquired and very wisely too copies of it. But you're saying that now the physical copies and so forth are half price. Everything is half price. Yeah, everything is half price. Everything except print on demand, which we can't do at half price. For so the PDFs are half price. Is that right? PDFs are half price. Uh, the hardbacks are half price. What about the GM screens? A uh, half price. Oh, okay. <laughs> They say it's all half price. So Everything's right. half price. <laughs> okay, good. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm still a little just, message, just, but just I to think... clarify. Yes, half yes. price. Yes, everything. Huh? Except for print-on-demand stuff. So it's like what fifty percent off. <laughs> <laughs> Except for you, it's double price. If your name is Peter Coffey, whether you uh, are the international movie star Peter Coffey or another Peter Coffey, uh, it is double price. Uh, that, that seems fair. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, the One Ring. The One, the one ring. ring. The One yes. Ring. Yes. Huh. So, you know, the Kickstarter backers are all getting it now? Yes, yes. Well, we I did got, your got mine last week. Yeah. yeah They've announced glorious. the actual release date when you can buy it. <sighs> we'll have a drum roll. Yep. That will be March the 22nd. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought you could get the PDF already. I might be wrong. Maybe that just refers to the physicals. I feel um, like you could get the PDF already. Yeah, I, I mean, I... I, I well, we know how facts are it. basically feelings, so... Yeah, if yeah, I feel yeah. like and it, then it's probably true. <laughs> yeah. That's true, that's true, yeah. 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 That, is, that is how facts work. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so um, obviously this is the high standards of reporting that we worked for on this new show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, 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 so scrolling through the news, homebrew and hacking, crafting new heritages and cultures. Oh, I don't know what that is. I'll scroll past that. Yeah, yeah. boring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talked enough about that. Too much information. <laughs> I, I am so so happy for you. Oh well, thank so, you very much. So glad. I knew it would anyway. It, it, I, I mean, I know we like to jest around a lot in this program, but uh, your words of advice have been all. 100% helpful. And, and also the customers gold. I sent you as well, I imagine. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, words of praise and encouragement is very wide, <laughs> wide, wider field. But yeah, so, uh, so, so, so certainly like uh, this is this podcast of which there's at least one who recognises the trademark. Hi, this is Peter Coffey from the Southampton Gold Roleplayers and actually typed it out phonetically, which I thought was quite, quite cool. Phonetically? Um, yes. Mm. Okay. I mean, I read it. I heard my own voice saying it in my okay. head. I was like, oh, I see what you did there. Nice. I have, I have, not, I have not seen this. <laughs> oh, it's on the comments there. But yeah, yeah, that, like, that has been fantastic response. Anyway, yeah, moving okay. on. Enough about me. Enough about you. Yes. Yeah. Far too much about you, quite frankly. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that Dark Souls RPG we mentioned, we mentioned it a couple of times. Oh, yes, yes. They're going to implement it in 5th edition. Yes. So I've got some there more information there, there about that. There's a Japanese that. one, isn't there? As I recall, I don't know. I don't know. No, no, there's there's definitely a Japanese version of the Dark Souls RPG. There's definitely a Japanese Dark Souls RPG, but I'm afraid I wasn't able to track it down because for some reason Google keeps on telling me about lots of other products. (laughs) I believe. But the the one that we've been talking about is the fifth edition one, which has been released by Steamforged Games. Yes. And they've talked a little bit about some of the changes they're making to 5e, Mm. which is pretty interesting. Nice. So, is, 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 there's four big changes they're making. They, mm-hmm. they say they cut 5e to ribbons before reanimating it, is how they phrase it. I so, that, mean... that implies some quite extensive changes, I think. Okay, yeah. Okay, so, in the video game, apparently, you have health and stamina separately. Yes. They've combined these two things into one resource called mm-hmm. Position, which measures health... But it's also a resource you can spend to boost dice rolls or activate special abilities. Wow, okay. Now, I'm assuming that means there's no hit points, because hit points measure health too. So I'm assuming yeah, yeah. that means that replaces hit points. I mean, this sounds like the awesome idea for a magic system, mm. as opposed to going with soul slots. Oh, yeah, but, hit points yeah. where you spend them to... Activate stuff. Get and, stuff done. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, that really leans heavily into, like, say, a wizard jewel or something. You know, like, where they're, like, absolutely bringing their utmost to it, mm. and then they're completely tired out afterwards because yeah. they spent all their uh, position. Yeah. Ah, interesting. So, they talk about a, a mechanic from the video game called Bloodied that they're bringing into the, um, <laughs> into the tabletop RPG. Really? Bloodied? I, think- I mean, who, who, who's done bloodied before? No one. It's completely yeah, blue. So that's a yeah. D&D 4th edition mechanic. Yeah. And also has also seen the 13th Age and, and others. And, and made it other games since, including, rest, yeah. including Level Up. Yeah. So basically, when you hit half hit points, or in this case, half yeah. position, yeah. Um, you can trigger bonuses and you ability. It's basically a trigger when yeah. you hit half point. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a fairly standard mechanic now. Yeah, yeah. So okay, magic- well, I'm glad they're doing it, yeah. Big old changes to magic. Yes. So Vancian magic is gone entirely. Yeah. Every every hint and vestige of Vancian magic is gone. Mm-hmm. They've now got a flexible system, which is drawn from the video game. 
Okay. So you have attunement slots. Right. Spells take up a number of slots, and some spells require position, hit points, to cast or boost. Oh, okay. I mean, like, just based on my reading of the Jack Fantz books, that sort of feels quite fancy and <laughs> as in like you could only memorize he could only memorize a certain number of spells and then use them well this this like, seems more like spell points to me yeah okay it feels like spell points but i'm not sure hmm. we'll have to wait and see yeah but yes yeah yeah tell us more okay and finally we have death yes death death at zero position you yes. die no saves okay no death saving throws none yeah. of that stuff no negative hit points none of that yeah yeah however Mm-hmm. You then respawn. Yes. Like you do in the video game, apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but each time you die, you lose part of yourself. Oh, okay. Now, I'm not also, I'm not sure what that means exactly. I assume yeah. that's a mechanic in the video game. Ah, uh, I mean, sounds weird, but sure. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, you'll lose something. Maybe you'll lose an ability. Maybe you'll lose a feature or something. I don't know. Maybe you should play Dark Souls RPG and you can tell us more about it. Yeah, maybe. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to play the video game. <laughs> it's just not yeah. going to happen. Uh, it didn't, it didn't look like my sort of fun, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. So, um, Sir Jeremy of Crawford. Oh, yes. Yeah. That wizard from the coast. Goodness, a knight and a wizard. Yes. <laughs> has been talking about how spellcasting monsters are changing in D&D. Which, if you have well, Mordenkainen presents Monsters of the Multiverse, you'd have seen this already. Yeah, yes. But, so basically, he says that, um, they're shorting the pathway to getting to your bliss, which is an interesting phrase, and making monsters easier to run so you get to the fun quicker and more easily. Okay, well, we'll pick the management speak and crack yeah. on. Well, he says the rumours of the death of spellcasting in monsters are not true. Mm-hmm. So it's not that they're just like abilities that can't be counterspelled but do exactly the same thing as a spell. They're actually spells. Is that... What is well, let me let me finish this, and we'll see. So, innate spellcasting has Sorry. been streamlined <laughs> streamlined with spellcasting, yes, into a single trait. So they've been joined okay. together into one thing. Okay, and spellcasting options are consolidated wherever possible. They're mm-hmm. uh, removing any options the DM is unlikely ever to use. Which I think okay. makes sense in a, in a stat block. You can list it yeah. somewhere else in the monster description. You can say, yeah. oh, and also they'll have all these spells and stuff. But in a yeah. combat, this is all you need to know in the stat block. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, that. I mean, that is just sensible removal of excess verbiage, which yeah. quite frankly, they should do a lot more of. Yeah. <laughs> so in some cases, yeah. you get new magical abilities in the monster stat block, which exists alongside a list of spells they can cast. Yeah. Um, for example, the Mind Player's Mind Blast is not a spell. No. And there are other abilities that are magical, but not spells. Okay. And aren't as easy to interact with, with things like Counterspell. So I think that answers I mean, your question. That, 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 well, I mean, that's always been the case, though. Mm. Like, Mind Blast, that's not a spell. It's like a, I don't know, Mind Blast. Well, it back, is what it is. Well, you know, back in 3E, you used to have spell-like mm. abilities. You used to have, mm. uh, what was it, extraordinary abilities. And you, you used to have different types of abilities, which went by the wayside. Okay. So yes. it's kind of almost bringing those sort of things back in, I feel like, but without actually mm. explicitly saying so. Right. A little right. bit. Okay. So they decided that actually this 5th edition stuff is overrated, and they like uh, 3.5 better. Well, that, I don't know. I mean, he says, he says they want to make, like, even arc mages say, "How yeah. is this functioning, and why can't I stop it?" 
implying mm. that there's types of magic that even a wizard mm. who studies magic doesn't really understand mm. how that works and how something's okay. doing it. Yeah, I guess that's always been sort of an implicit but never explicitly stated part mm. of the game in that all the spells that you get in the uh, player's handbook and various other supplements, these are things which are understood, prioritised, spells that you can use and stop and so forth, but there's like other deeper magics, mm. uh, or as we like to call it, GM fudge. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Powered by Handwavium. Look, yeah. it's magic. Accept it. Roll with it. And then everyone's much happier. But I want to do it myself. Well, mm. fortunate. You should have thought of that before. <laughs> yeah. So, I think we're getting to the end of the news already, which is quick. Good Lord. Yeah. Yes. Pretty quick. Was it? Have you got any news uh, that you can think of? There were a couple of um, crowdfunding projects that I thought were quite nifty. Mm-hmm. There was... Uh, homebrew... Uh, uh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, not, not, not that one. Uh, I mean, obviously, you will... Apologies to people who listen to the podcast and read the backer updates because you know exactly what I'm talking about already. But um, I saw the uh, Villains Next Door, which was on Indiegogo. I just found uh, one. Hecking good doggos. Ah! I, I mean, <laughs> I want to talk about Villains Next Door, but I feel a priority interrupt has taken place. An indie tabletop RPG of dogs doing dog stuff. Okay, then. Come on, don't keep us in suspense, man. I don't know. Well, let me back it, and then I'll, then I'll read what it is. They <laughs> <laughs> uh, know oh, their audience. <laughs> Continue. I am backing it as we go. Backing it live on the show. <laughs> we should oh, find dear, out dear, dear. and send them like a little, oh, well done. That's that's the quickest Russ has ever backed a Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, no, By name backed. alone. It is backed. <laughs> I, am, I am tempted myself, but I, I, I'm trying to... Like, I mean, maybe by the 15th of February, my views on whether I should back stuff will change. <laughs> I expect they will. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. So. so, shall I now find out what this actual Kickstarter is now? <laughs> I, I, I think we covered it in sufficient depth already. I mean, <laughs> you're either on board with hecking good doggos or you are not. Yeah. So, if you're not, I, I say good day, sir. <laughs> so, hecking good doggos is a family friend. <laughs> All ages, a role-playing yeah. game where the players yeah. take on the roles of humankind's best friends, the dog. It is a game of dogs doing dog stuff that focuses on the kinds of stories and adventures dogs can get into, such as yes. finding their favourite treats, barking yes. at a squirrel up in the tree, ah. oh, finding their human best friend who has gone missing, banishing an ancient spirit that threatens the neighbourhood. Um, that's funny. Uh, wait, what? Wait, um... <laughs> The, I mean, he, I, I, he's barked the squirrels up in trees, but he hasn't actually... Hudson, why have you not banished any ancient spirits threatening the neighbourhood? Russ, I have a question for you. Yes. Have you seen any ancient human spirits threatening the neighbourhood? Maybe he has been banishing the ancient spirits threatening the neighbourhood. See, he's hard. He's been hard at work and does not appreciate your <laughs> lack of appreciation. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. So now we know. Yeah. Well, there we go. A role-playing game about dogs doing doggo things. So it's funded. Good. It's got well, 15 days to go. Of course it's funded because yeah. it's amazing and yeah. I've backed it. So. Yeah. I, I mean... Anyway, what was like the Kickstarter you were talking about before I so rudely interrupted you? Uh, I, I mean, I, well, we can't finish talking about hacking good doggos. How much... Uh, I mean, 
Where can we get obviously on Kickstarter PDF? I expect to. I've just clicked away from it now. Of course you have. I backed it. I, I backed why it. Would, why I backed would it. listeners <laughs> want to know how much it would cost? I, 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 I backed it, it for the physical copy, and I think it said 20 quid or something, or $20 or something, I think. Okay, tw- 20 currency units. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, I will check for you. I will this, check. this is why people listen for laser sharp analysis and up to date Okay. Doggity, yeah, $20 for PDF and print version, which is what I did. Oh, that is really good, actually. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So. Anyway, so the Kickstarter you were talking about was? Well, uh, technically, technically, right? Yeah, it's not a Kickstarter. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's actually crowdfunding because it's on Indiegogo. Okay. Yeah, it's called Villains Next Door. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is it's about people who aren't supernatural, um, malevolent creatures. I can't really call them asshats on a project on the podcast, can I? So, yeah. Let's see why not. Uh, yeah, okay. Our, our, ske- like to- our sketch ends with a swear word this week. Oh, for us. So, is, this, because, is this our first ever 15 yeah. rated podcast? Well, it's because, <laughs> because I've been watching um, Vox Machina. Oh, yes, yes. We, we should talk about them. They're definitely running a r- Rory this year <laughs> for most gratuitous use of the word. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway um, where were we? Yes, for the next one. So, yeah, it's about like uh, people who are like you and me, except without any sense of shred of decency and who are complete, completely awful. I did ask one of the creators about it, and they said their favourite one uh, of the terrible villains has in the most one inspired the most with their awfulness would be the eternally youthful Leonce, who appears from their gothic mansion occasionally to charm another bride, only to drain them of life and youth to continue Leonce's own selfish existence. So I'm getting I'm getting shades of like uh what's it uh Bluebeard's Bluebeard's wife with a a a touch of Dorian Gray as well with the old vampire myth, which is not bad really for a non supernatural creature. Well I suppose they must be quite supernatural. Well they just Can you be quite supernatural, sure it's a binary thing. You're you're either supernatural or you're not. Yes. Well, you know how I draw binaries. <laughs> In a season. Artificial things. Sorry. <laughs> is it is it we a scale? A scale of supernaturalness? Yes, yes, a supernatural existence spectrum. I'm slightly <laughs> from, supernatural. From the, yeah, yeah, well, you know, sometimes you just get a hinky feeling, and that turns out to be right, and then uh, it's a bit mild supernatural. And sometimes, sometimes you go around like setting fire to your whole school gymnasium using the power of only your mind. I do do and that. That's yes. pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I frequently do that. Yeah, yeah. Mm, they're getting I mean, quite annoyed they, by it. Though. I mean, I, I I'm expecting some a strongly worded letter sometimes. <laughs> I, I, mean, I didn't realise P was so traumatic for you, but there <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Are we done? Are we done with Kickstarters? Uh, well, Unless there's well, anything I, else you've got to mind? There, uh, there was an announcement I saw which like just absolutely blew my mind, which was for Demos Academy, mm-hmm. uh, which, uh, as you know, is the name of one of Mars's moons. But it's not actually about that. It's actually about Demos as in Terror. Um, so it's a, a gemless collaborative horror role-playing game in a colouring book about adults returning to their creepy old boarding school. Okay. And it's like, that is wild. I love it. I, I mean, I, I just love all the... I love how creative role-playing games have got. I feel like it's actually art at this point, mm. where people are just saying, yeah, you got a journaling game about being a thousand-year-old vampire. That's uh, Tim Hutchinson or whatever. And then uh, mm. you've got like other journaling games, and then we've got... We got this, which is like it's a coloring book that's a role playing game. Mm. I I find it exciting. Okay, I mean I don't I don't know if I would play it, 
Um, but I certainly want to own it and look at it. Well, you know, the thought of you trying to colour between the lines, Peter, is just... Colouring between the lines is overrated. I've seen you in crayons. <laughs> but they're so tasty, Russ. They're so tasty. How am I supposed to restrain myself, eh? <laughs> yes, it's when you put them up your nose, it's just, come on. Well, I mean, I don't normally do that, but like, I mean, we've been meaning to talk to you about your personal grooming. <laughs> if that's that's your idea of personal grooming, is it? Putting crayons up your nose? Yeah, yeah, that's my idea of personal grooming. That's exactly what I was doing. Oh, anyway, anyway. I, think, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think we're done with the news, aren't we? We're done with the Kickstarter. I think we are done with the news, yeah. And so I deduced that the killer was none other than Lord Gamberson. Amazing! You worked all that out by just looking at a button. Mr. Holmes, you truly are a genius. Well, one doesn't like to boast, Watson. I mean, you deduced from a single red button the existence of an international conspiracy to overturn the very fabric of society in the space of but a moment. Yes, I suppose I did, Watson. I suppose I did. You identified all 15 co-conspirators, the exacting nature of their plan, and even described what each had had for breakfast. All in a day's work, my dear Watson. All in a day's work. For breakfast last Tuesday. How do you do it? It's simply elementary, my dear Watson. Elementary? It's practically magical. I mean, one red button and you unraveled the entire dastardly plot. It really is quite simple, Watson. You see, it is a mere process of elimination. How so, Sherlock? Well, if you eliminate the impossible... Whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. Uh, what? I said, if you eliminate the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. I heard it, Holmes. I, uh, I just don't get it. It's a basic axiom, Watson. Even you should be able to understand it, man of science that you are. Well, that's the thing, Holmes. It's not that I don't understand it. It's that it... It makes no sense. No sense? Of course it does. It is the single principle upon which I have solved all my cases. All of them, Holmes? Every last one, Watson. Why do you ask? Well, it doesn't work, logically speaking. What do you mean, it doesn't work? Well, look at it like this. If you have two sets of possible solutions... One set of which is impossible, and the other set is possible, albeit potentially improbable. Yes, what of it? When you eliminate the set of impossible solutions, you are left with the set of possible solutions. Yes, yes, as I said, really, Watson, you're just repeating me. But you see, Holmes, this presents us with two queries. Queries, Watson? Or flaws, more like. Flaws? Well, firstly, when presented with a set of all possible solutions to the problem, you are no closer to determining which of those solutions is the correct one. Uh Uh, Secondly, there is no way to determine whether or not the set of possible solutions at which you have arrived is indeed complete, and that there are no further hitherto unknown possible solutions. It'd be ridiculous, Watson, if that were the case. Every one of my solved cases would be unsound. 
We could not be sure that we'd correctly arrested the culprit. Indeed, we'd be guilty of unjustly curtailing the freedom. Indeed, the very lives of a multitude of men and women who may very well be innocent of the crimes of which they stood accused. Exactly, Holmes. Yeah, shit. Hey, so Peter, I was uh, I was walking down the road the other day, and uh, I saw this bunch of really cool, good-looking people. Cool, good lucky. That could only be our patrons. Yep, man, I have never seen such a well-informed debonair bunch in all my life. Yeah, right. You know why is that? I don't know. You tell me. Well, if I was forced to speculate, I guess it's because they listen to our top secret, super exclusive bonus episode every week. Bonus episode? What? Yeah. Each week, our patrons get an extra half hour or even more of extra content that nobody else gets to hear. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Where can they find this? Oh, it's pretty simple. You just head over to patreon.com slash morris and pledge a monthly donation. Anything from a dollar to whatever you think we're worth. Huh, I did a, uh, a scientific calculation once just to see how much we're worth. Oh, yeah. How much? Uh, you probably don't want to know. Probably for the best. Anyway, if you, if you enjoy our podcast, please head on over to patreon.com slash morris and, you know, just pledge a little. That's patreon.com slash morris. And thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this without you. I reckon we could. So you watched a cartoon. I watched a cartoon. I was blown away by this news, but yes. So what did you think of the cartoon? Oh, goodness. Um, Put it this way. Are you going to watch more of the cartoon? uh, What's it? So the cartoon being Legends of Fox Bashner. Yeah, I mean... I will, because I might as well. I'm not, like, massively drawn into it. Mm. I think because it... I mean, I've got... I mean, my, my first impressions were it's quite sweary. Mm. Like, uh, in... I think it's, what's it, a restaurant at the end of the universe? There's this guy there who's got a Rory for the most gratuitous use of the word fuck in a serious screenplay. Mm. And, like, when I was a kid, my dad took me to see... Four Weddings and a Funeral, mm-hmm. and the opening scene of that is basically that word repeated for about... Fuck, fuck, yes. Yeah, for about three, four minutes as they are super late for a wedding, um, mm. which, you know, is, is funny, but it just sort of loses its impact, mm. and it's like, I don't know, um, yeah. it's all right. I mean, this is, this, I mean, this obviously isn't aimed at kids. No, despite being an animation. Oh, so I just want to say, we are talking spoilers here, so if you haven't seen it, yeah, stop yeah. listening. Stop listening. Uh, if you're, if you, if come if you, come if back, go and see it and come back. Or, no. or if you don't care about spoilers, but, you know, we are going to we are going to be spoiling it. So this is a spoiler discussion, not a non-spoiler discussion. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I guess uh, I feel okay with talking spoilers for this one. I mean, because I don't feel there was anything that wasn't... Uh, well, the only, the only thing is the identity of the Blue Dragon, which I guessed halfway through the first episode, to be honest. And it turned it out correctly. to be the general. It turned out to be David Tennant's general. Ah, is that whose voice it was? Yes. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So it actually is a Scottish accent. Fair enough. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Yes, it's uh, a genuine Scottish accent, yes. It's, yeah, gen- it's David Tennant's actual accent. Although not, right, his voice right. isn't that gruff. He's putting on, he's gruffing it up. Right, 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 right. 
we we were wondering because we were. Were you paying attention to who was doing what voices? Um, a couple of them. Yeah, not really, not really. Um, David Tennant just I recognise his voice. Oh, fair enough. Then I don't think I've heard him using a Scottish accent. So yeah, he's only he always uses a Scottish accent. The only time he hasn't done that is in Doctor Who. Um, that and I think pretty much everything he does, he put he uses his own accent. Oh right, Uh, I guess I know him from Doctor Who and Jessica Jones, which would be the examples. Did he use uh, what accent? Did he use in that? Uh, I do remember I seeing it, but I can't remember the it, details. It was quite a... I don't think he, he didn't use a Scottish one. It was like yeah. quite a nasty one to indicate he was a villain, which he absolutely wasn't. A nasty accent. <laughs> it was a nasty accent. Okay, fine. He used a British accent. Quite good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Scottish is also British, but what are you going to do? He used an English <laughs> accent to show he was a villain. And uh, like, okay. yeah, it was like, bang on, and well deserved. There you go. Mm. You happy now? You happy? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, generally, generally. Anyway, that, that was his genuine accent. Anyway. Um, yes, okay. Well, yeah. I, 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 I kind of guessed part way through, because like, they, they were trying to set it up so you would think that blue guy. Oh, the archivist. Oh, not the archivist, uh, like the other, like that other guy. Who, what was his job? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Be creepy. Yeah. We need that, someone creepy blue guy was, and that, that immediately made me think it's definitely not him. Mm-mm. Because they were trying to make it so obvious, yeah. Uh, and then, as soon as it got to the bit where the general survived that attack mm. by the blue dragon, then I knew for Very sure. Sense. Yeah. yeah, but I knew for sure at that point. But it's like, well, where was he? Mm. Yeah, um, I was wondering vaguely, but yeah. I wasn't that first. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I actually right. So I've watched three episodes. How many have you watched? There, there have been three, three that. There are three episodes. So I yeah, I mean, there's another, there's another three up today, but I haven't watched yeah. those yet. Yeah. There's uh, another three up today. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're coming up every every Friday. Oh, I might give them a watch. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I'm sort, of, I'm sort of intrigued to see where it's going, but it's a very... I'm not grabbed, mm. but I'm not... I don't hate it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's sorry. definitely more um, irreverent and humorous than I expected. I was expecting it to be more serious than it is. Um, but then again, I yeah. don't. I don't watch Critical Role, so I. No. I but then, and so. then again, I know exactly what every D and D game is like. It is like that, isn't it? No matter how serious you want it to be, um, it does devolve into that. A little bit, bit, bit. I mean, well, it's like it's. It's just like I was. I don't know. I think myself and uh, my partner were both expecting it to be a lot more D and D. Actually, we we're expecting to be able to see more of it, but it just felt like. How do you mean? Just as in, well, we expected to be able to recognise what people were and have an idea of what they could do from the characters. I kind of got, I kind of got a sense. So you've got the twins, who's a ranger and a rogue. Yeah, barely. yeah, yeah. And you've got uh, a druid got who has a bear companion. A druid with a bear companion called yeah. Trinket. Uh, I mean, we uh, are big Trinket fans in this house. That is like. We are here for Trinket all day, every day. And that's that <laughs> is like, like the most where, reason why we keep watching it. I, I won't I lie to like, us. I won't lie I to did you. like the bit where they were sort of interviewing for the job to take on the job to go and kill mm. the dragon. And like um, the advisor goes to the king, and oh, they have a terrible reputation, my lord, or something like that. Yeah. And the king just says, but they do have a bear. <laughs> so- yeah, that's like... I, I, I mean, what's worse that could happen? You're, you're, you've got to look at your outcomes here. The worst mm. case is they all get incinerated by a whatever and mm. you're like oh well don't have to pay him and the best case is they actually solve the problem in mm. which case yeah he quits in yeah 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 I, I quite enjoyed it to be honest i was surprised oh. but I, I, I quite enjoyed it because you know Fantastic. me and cartoons don't have a very good relationship with each other 
Well, I I didn't. We social. I social. Me and cartoons generally social distance from each other. Let's put it that way. Yeah, like I mean, when you told me you were going to try and watch Avatar: The Last Airbender, so yeah, I, I did. First. I did it. <laughs> well, you, that, you, I mean, the first episode that was an experiment. I aborted very quickly, and will not be going back to. I, I could, I could see. I, I mean, I would have told you that you would not have a good time with the first episode because it's very. Because I'm not eight. Yes, that is a problem. You're, you're, you're <laughs> not. You're not in touch with it in an eight-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> that I think something like that. You like had to be the right age at the right time because um, yeah, yeah, I couldn't get into that. I I, I I stuck around for a couple of episodes and then it got a lot better, so I liked yeah. it. But yeah, and I'm trying to think what the version of Vox Machina reminds me of. It's tricky, isn't it? Because it, it kind of reminds me a lot of sort of like. The sort of he-man-y kind of Saturday morning cartoons, but with added gore and swear. It, it kind of feels a lot like that. I, uh, I mean, I guess, but it's like it's trying to position itself as not aimed at kids as well, so it's a bit yeah, a bit weird. the gore and swear, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, no, it's, not, it's not like mature plots or anything, is it? it, it not that kids' bit is literally just swear words and gore. It's yeah, not, yeah. Um, not. It's they're uh, not discussing yeah. like in-depth themes that only, you know, grown-ups could understand or anything, yeah. aren't they? I mean, I think I think it's just like, I didn't really like a lot of the characters. Like, they didn't mm. seem very likeable. I found Scanlan the Gnome moderately entertaining, but they really need to make him less irritating. <laughs> I feel he'll be much improved if he yeah. develops more than one joke. That I mean, I've got, I've got no idea whether or not this is how how similar these are to the actual Critical Role characters. I find mm. the bits where, I mean, I get it. The bits yeah. where he puts on a pair of sunglasses and starts doing rap music and stuff. I get it. But yeah. uh, it is jarring for me. Yeah, that yeah. That sort of genre slip is, is jarring for me. But, but yeah, it's I, fine, I, whatever. I, it, it, it's got a place where it's coming from. And the fact that there's like little glimpses of it makes mm. it better. When they actually mm. give the full spotlight with disco cod pieces and so forth, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, pieces. sure, why not? I mean, I didn't mind but... the song he did to the king when he was introducing the party. Though. Mm. We should make that the, the opening sequence. Yes, I, I, I'd definitely be on board with that. That, that was good. Yeah. They've got like an opening sequence, but it's a bit but it's incoherent it's and a bit bland. No, no, yeah, I mean, this 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 whole thing is very. I mean, I don't know how it changes later or if it changes mm. later, mm. but certainly this starting bit and certainly the first two episodes are very very basic yes. stereotypical D&D campaign it's like you know yeah. I, I'm also finding it quite difficult to remember a lot of the characters names well but that's the sort of thing that comes with time I yeah, mean yeah. even when you're watching The Sopranos or something like that which is like one of the best TV shows ever made it mm. takes you a while to learn all their names yeah yeah but that's just normal it's just the difference between an ensemble cast uh, I feel it's like they're trying to introduce the whole ensemble all of the time, almost. Mm. And that makes it very difficult to relate. Because, like, in Firefly, or the Sopranos, you have, like, sort of, like, Tony Soprano is the main character. Mm. That's easy enough. And then you can pick up the people who are in relation to him because you're following around. So, mm. actually, pick up the names quite quickly. But they're sort of all on, and it, the spotlight is so diffuse, it stops being a spotlight. Yeah. It's just lighting, if that makes sense. So that Yeah. Yeah, there's no single main character. Yeah, you're yeah. right about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's not necessarily a bad thing it's sort of what you want from a D&D group yeah but I mean each of those characters is literally just certainly at this point and you know it may well they may well develop later just uh, a one note archetype aren't they if that big, yeah. big blue 
do me stupid but strong want to eat something oh. bloke and, oh, I, mean, you know, I gotta say we've got a lot of sympathy no, for no who's well. obsessed yeah. with sex and you know yeah, it's yeah. like they're, they're all very one note at the moment yeah sex gnome and uh, Gork yeah. the Barbarian I mean but, but I imagine I imagine that would, that would develop right. over time well they are bringing in like well, the third episode I think was a lot better than the mm. like the starting one mm. and I would be tempted to say it's like Firefly in well, the, with Vampire Guy, who clearly wasn't a vampire right from the start. Oh my god, he looks exactly like a vampire. <laughs> I mean, could he have been more vampiresque? I think, uh, I think every single reveal in this show was so telegraphed. telegraphed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, te- I forget telegraphed. It's like semaphored, mate. <laughs> it's yeah. like huge, huge uh, yeah. windmill sized flags are waving yeah, up and down. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah he's it's, definitely it's, very, very clearly a vampire. Yeah. I, I mean, and to be fair, at a tabletop, that is the sort of level of subtlety you are going for. Yeah. Because of a different communication medium. Mm. In the cartoon, you're getting so much more information, it just seems mm. maybe a lot more obvious. Or maybe yeah. you're just used to different levels of storytelling, I don't know. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So so did you find it funny? Uh, yes, yes. There were definite parts of it that were funny. I'm not sure I was always laughing when they wanted me to be laughing, but mm. we shall have to wait and see. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Um, I find, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was. I was entertained. Put it that way. Yes, yes. It was definitely entertaining. I did kind of feel, and I don't know whether that's been. I'm not a cartoon yeah. expert, or of course I'm a cartoon expert. I'm a uh, big expert on cartoons, uh, and I, I know them I mean, No finer oh. person to ask about cowboy people exists. Do cartoons often change from one style of animation to another that's in the cartoon? That is, like, it can happen. Uh, but generally, it's to indicate like a change of tone, sort of thing. Right. I don't. Like, well, as soon as the action comes in, it turns yeah. into that. There's someone sort of hovering in the air with lines flashing past them. Oh, style. Uh, that's more related to anime, perhaps. Yeah. yeah but yeah. but then other bits of it aren't like that at all. No. So, no. so I don't know whether that's a typical thing or not. Um, I, I, it's a, it's a stylistic choice. I didn't really mm. notice anything jarring about that. So, but perhaps no, you're, as you are literally seeing it with fresh eyes. Uh, yeah, right. I got yeah. these eyes new today. Uh, Absolutely, I got them out of the box today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've um, been kept. They've been kept. Uh, um, they've been chilled for seven days as required. Yeah, nice, nice, important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fresh eyes, indeed. So, yeah. Well, I'm going to watch another three. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to keep going for now. They are at least short. Like it's pretty. I, mean, I like. I like that about it. Bite sized. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there's like 25 minutes each. I like yeah. that they're easy to get into. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. Um, and just see how it goes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I haven't, I've seen some people saying they didn't like it. I've seen some people mm. saying it was good. And yeah. it's like, yeah, I mean, uh, cer- certainly it's well drawn. Mm. Um, the, the, the art style is good. I, mm. I, I have been enjoying that. And tell you what, mm-hmm. the British accents in it aren't too bad. A yeah. lot of them are Americans. I looked up, are Americans, yes. and they, they ain't too bad like the twins. Fine. Yeah, yeah. And uh, often those things do jar, and in this case, they didn't for me at all. I, I mean, I didn't even notice. Nothing, there you go. nothing made me grind my teeth and go, oh. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they are critical role folks, are voice actors, though, so I yeah, suppose yeah. you, uh, I, but you would expect that level of people talent. doing it. I thought they'd got um, a yeah, new yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot okay. of the critical role people are actually doing it, like oh. Matt Mercer's in there, and all, all of them Fantastic. Are, are doing it. So, okay. um, and and then the new people, as far as I can make it, like David Tennant, obviously he's a bit part. Yes, yes. He probably came in for an afternoon, recorded his lines. Yeah, yeah. Or probably did it from home, actually, didn't they? You know? He probably did, to be fair, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, recorded his lines in about an hour, and then... That was it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, actual on-screen speaking time, he probably had, what, 
five, ten minutes of speaking. If that, yeah, that's, yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm guessing the the big guest stars are bit parts rather than yeah. major recurring roles. I would guess. Yeah, as I was, um, yeah. Like uh, I, I I found it an objectionable. I'll probably watch a couple more episodes and mm. see what happens. I, uh, but yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, I couldn't get a hang, handle on was their yeah. level of competence. That was Would, all over are the they shot. inept? Or yes. are they really, really hyper competent? Because one minute they're one, and the next one minute they can't even open a door, and yes. like one of them's trying to heat metal and setting setting fire to their friend's clothes by mistake yeah. and stuff, like proper yeah. sort of Laurel and Hardy ineptness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next minute they suddenly realise, oh, we've got to fight this dragon. Let's make a plan. And suddenly they're all hyper competent. Yeah, yeah, and uh, all their plans just work. Um, yeah, and this is the same dragon, by the way, that completely whoops them in the first part. I mean, yeah, Although they people, failed to die, so that was... People, re- re- people regrouping and fighting back again yeah. is a standard trope. That's fine, but yeah. I just couldn't get a... 100% rust, but normally there is more of a time for them to learn some new skills and get to know mm. each other so they can work better as a team rather yes. than happening within the hour. Possibly with a montage. Um, I mean, if they'd had a training montage... I With the Rocky theme music. I don't think they... Like, Rust, Rust, Rust. You don't need full-on nuclear weapons here. You know, they could just put, like, a simple montage with a lesser song. If they actually used the montage with the Rocky song, they'd be like, oh, it's... I mean, these Blue Dragons had it, mate. I now want to go and watch a Rocky film. Okay, yes. Yeah. Was there, was there anything that really bugged you about it at all? Um, no. I mean, it was quite... It was okay. I mean, I guess it's just like, I'm trying to work out whether Pike is a cleric or a warlock. Um, that's my... A cleric? Well, you say that. Well, she was healing people. She was healing people, Russ. Well done. That is generally a sign that someone's a cleric. But she's a cleric that doesn't know anything about religion. Now, I... I my first instinct is to say that's because she's actually a warlock who is based more on charisma and no stuff. But then I'm thinking, actually, maybe this is a subtle joke about how you get clerics and druids and so forth who never take any int skills and therefore know nothing about religion or nature respectively. I, uh, I have looked it up. Pike Trickfoot is a gnome cleric of Saren Ray and a member of Vox Machina, played by Ashley Johnson. Oh uh, uh, yeah, cleric. Ah, oh, Saren Ray, yes. Hmm. Um, I actually know Saran Ray Saran yeah. Ray Saran Ray that's from uh, uh, the Galarian universe isn't it because uh, I, was playing, I, I, I was playing I was playing a liberator champion of Saran Ray in uh, the Pathfinder 2 game we played but Pathfinder Critical Role was originally a Pathfinder game wasn't it and then yeah, it switched yeah. to D&D yeah, I yeah. imagine for the TV show they'll have like scrubbed the names though of all that stuff they'll have replaced the names with I, I there were certainly no names that I remember yeah no they won't be using any um, Paizo or Wizard of the Coast owns names in that. Yeah, okay. So I guess they'll have their own mythology. We can look forward to finding out more. Yeah, well, I imagine the mythology would be a cut paste of names. Yeah. yeah. I would expect. Yeah. Throw some Pantheons yeah. in. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was all right. I mean, it was... I, no, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'll watch yeah. more. Oh, I will watch um, more. probably the thing that is, like, mildly interesting is the the pistol guy. He's probably mm. got a name. He is the main character of the third episode. So yes. I really should be able to remember his name. But he's a pistol <laughs> guy in my head. <laughs> Do you want me to look it up? Yeah, I can't remember the name today. 
pistol critical role pistol guy is what I'm typing in. There we go. And it came up. Lord yeah. Percival Frederick Stein von Musel Krasowski de Rollo the Third, better known as Percy, is a human right, gunslinger member of Vox Bashna played by Talisian Jaffe. Jaff. There you go. Percy. Percy. Okay, that that's ring bells. So like he had a revolver. Mm. But which is a fairly technical bit of kit, I think. Mm. Uh, and, and a speed loader, which I noticed, but no one else has a gun. So well, like, Matt Mercer created the Gunslinger class and stuck it on DM's Guild, didn't he, a few yeah, years ago? That's right. And I assume yeah. that came directly from Critical Role that they used it in. So no, no, yes, yes, but it's just like it's just a like a little niggle for world building, mm. which is or, why was it an archetype? It's a fighter archetype, isn't it? I think. Uh, yes, a uh, uh, yeah fighter subclass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, which is which is absolutely fine, but it's just like not the palace guards or any of the people out to slay a dragon had guns, so that seemed a bit weird. Yeah, I mean the gun didn't seem any better than any other weapon, though, did it? Oh, I, I, I must say, at times he felt a bit underpowered, and yeah, mm. <laughs> I'm like, he brought a pistol to a, a fireball fight, my friend. Um, that druid over there is doing cool lightning. Um, good luck with a blue dragon who powers up. <laughs> that was quite funny. Yeah, yeah, it's like, are you sure you wish to do this? Yes, no, cancel. Ah. But, <laughs> so, yeah. in, in 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 this show, then, can all dragons be killed via the neck? No, actually, right, that was the thing that I noticed, right? Mm. So, the whole thing was about you kill the dragon by hitting that spot in its neck. Yes. Yeah, so. but, but that's not how they killed it. The big blue guy, whose name I've forgotten now, just yeah. leapt in the air and split its skull in two with an axe. It's how mm. they killed it. So, why yeah. didn't you just do that from the start? It's like, I, I mean, the neck bit was incidental to the way he actually got killed. I, it, it, you have to say, you know, it's like, well, you can only defeat it at this particular. Yeah, that was sort of like a, a diversion. I thought they were going to have to try and go on a fairly long quest to bring. Mm. That's the thing. I was expecting him to go on a long quest to bring the dragon to like this place where the two rivers, like, two rivers meet, right? I'm on but board with that. That'd it was a metaphor. Yeah, except it's a metaphor. And then they revealed it's like ah that's a weakness, and then they hit it in the head with an axe. And like, I hate. I mean, to they did they did attack the neck bit for a bit, yeah. and then hit it in the head with an axe. I mean, maybe that was the secret. But I got I got to say, Russ, there's a lot of enemies in D and D that are vulnerable to being hit in the head with an axe. Well, yes, I, I'm struggling to think of any that actually thrive on it. Perhaps that's a perhaps that's something for like the monstrous menagerie too. An enemy that thrives on being hit in the head <laughs> with an axe. Specifically an axe though. Oh uh, absolutely Anything else is fine. Else. <laughs> yeah. You got but you go axe to the head and it's like aha you have unlocked my true power form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I'm kind of half tempted to go back and watch like the first episode of Critical World just to see I'm definitely not going to watch all of it because they're four hours each and there's tons of them. But Hell one yes. episode just to see if yes. it's the same or if it's really, really different, just out of curiosity. Or how many? How much they've had to change to make it work for a TV show? I, I feel like you're trying to get me to agree to this, and that's no, 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 not at all, okay. not at all. No, okay, okay, yeah. Oh, oh, you go ahead and do that because that'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm do that just just being curiosity, and I'll report yeah. back. Well, I might not do it by next week because no. it's four hours, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Maybe you could put it on as a podcast or something, and get it where you're walking Hudson. Yeah, I, I kind of get the sense that that sort of sort of thing you kind of need to see. I don't know. I don't know. I'll see. Maybe no, maybe I won't. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. We'll see. Maybe you'll get really into it and become a critter. Oh, well, I'll definitely watch the next three episodes. Yeah, yeah. I'll give them a shot. Yeah, yeah. No. I, I think it'll be entertaining. See how it goes. It's an early show yet. Like I said, mm. I mean, I feel like I've said 
a lot of negative things about it, but actually there was lots to like about it as well. Oh, I think you'd be genuinely right. positive about it. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not terrible. And um, I am intrigued by some of the characters. But mm. this, is, this, is, this is like a deal well, but anyway, It's a cartoon and I watched it, so it's got that going for it. That, that is a hearty mark of endorsement, listeners. Mm. Russ has actually sat down and watched not one, not two, but three episodes mm. of Three this. cartoons, yes. Yeah. Hour and a half of my life watching cartoons. And looking to add another 90 minutes to this yeah, total. Yeah. So, it, so that definitely is an endorsement, I guess. Yeah. Ringing. Glowing. There you go. The yeah. official Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk approves of Critical yeah. Role's Legends of Vox Machina. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how they try and distinguish themselves from D&D brand-wise, though. Because I'm sure, like, now Amazon's involved. They don't want any hint of sort of copyright type or even just branding mix-ups if you know what I mean even if it's not a legal thing just a a perception thing well I guess they will be I mean they haven't mentioned Ranger or Rogue or any words like that on it have they yes yes I I, I was thinking that they have been working quite hard to avoid those Uh, so yeah but I don't know what words they will use instead perhaps but a blue dragon that breathes lightning is very D&D yeah, is that, that's I mean, no, I, I think I, that's legit actually. Like, yeah. a, a dragon brewing fire, that's like hashtag dragon. just dragons. Yeah. But a red dragon brewing fire is like, okay, that's quite DD, but not necessarily. But, but once you do the other colors. Lightning. Yeah. Mm, mm, yeah. That's when you. Black you dragon pressure. breathing acid, you know, that's like, okay, that mm. is DD at that point. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah okay. they're not, that's not a generic concept, is it? Yeah. It's a uh, fairly specific. I feel, yeah. Well, apart from that, I reckon the rest of it... Hmm. I mean, they're, they're kind of archetypes rather than classes, aren't they? So, like, yeah, you, kind yeah. of, you, you kind of... If you go to watch this show and you have not played D&D... Yes. It's not like it's jumping out at you and saying, this is a game or anything. It's kind of like... No, no, no. You know, you can still kind of recognise the archetypes. Big, yeah. big, strong, brute guy who hits things with an axe. Thiefy yeah. guy with a cloak and a hood. You know. Yeah. Uh, have you come across the concepts of the fourth wall? Yes. Yeah, okay. Me being a human being in the world. But who does not watch (laughs) cartoons? So, I don't know. Do you read comic strips? I used to read them a lot, but not anymore. Just uh, time-wise, though. That's literally just time. No, okay. That's fair enough. Okay. But, like, if they they have breaks to camera and so forth, Mm -hmm. where they're like, oh, look at this guy. You can do that if you're Deadpool and you're Ryan Reynolds, but the rest of you better watch out, because I'm not a big fan. Mm. Apparently, She-Hulk... He's going to be doing that as well. Okay. I don't know much about it. So It's the TV show, new Marvel TV show coming up this year sometime. Right. Okay. She's a lawyer right. and, a, and a Hulk. Yes. And um, it's quite fourth wally in the comics, apparently. Right, yeah. Um, like, I've seen it done really well a couple of times. Like, uh, there was a, it's a couple of years old now, but um, Fleabag. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that, 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 that did that was very, oh, I did very like, I did like the one bit where yeah. she was with the priest yes. and they were sitting on yes. the couch and she was talking to the camera basically. And he did, yeah. and I'm like, who are you talking to? Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. 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 It was like a breaking the fourth wall, then double, double bluff that. meta making the fourth wall. Yes. That, 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 as I say, that is amazingly well done. A lot of yeah. it I don't, I'm, I'm like, I'll tolerate it, but I won't be smiling about it. But yeah. you can get away with it if you're, like I say, Deadpool. Because that is bang on brand for the character who does it all the mm. time anyway. And also it's quite funny. But they haven't um, done that in Critical Role, have they? I mean, in Legends of Vox Machina. No. Have they? no. No, no, they haven't. I but I, I feel like it is on the cards. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, 
with the animation style. I, I fear I fear it coming up, so I'm hoping that they resist the temptation. Hmm. Well, I'm interested to see where it goes, because yeah, yeah. what, what is quite cool for me is I, I literally know nothing about Billy Grohl. Like, nah. Everyone keeps going on, oh, the Briarwoods arc and stuff. Like, I'm supposed to know what that means, and I don't. So, And I, I like the fact that I don't, because... Yeah. I'm kind of learning about it by watching it as I'm supposed yeah. to, not... Yeah, yeah. I, exactly. I don't want, like, um, massive amounts of spoilers for it. Mm. Uh, I suppose it would be quite spoilerific to an extent, but, again, it's, like, not... It's all felt sort of spotable. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. But, yeah, just anyway, look forward to seeing more of it, so, yeah. What happened to all the treasure, the dragon's hoard? Oh, the uh, cavern. The cavern yeah. started... Uh, doing the whole on death, this villain layer will self destruct. Oh, it started right, yeah. falling to bits, if you remember. Did they get away with any of it? Um, I think. Uh, no, because they still the, had no money when they got their reward. Yeah, like the ranger yeah. had something, and Scanlan had like a box of treasure. But yeah, mm. no one. I mean, they might have stuffed a handful of gold coins in their pocket or something. Mm. Um, but yeah, they were distracted by the fact that the dragon turned up. So yeah. Mm. What's interesting is it looks to me like maybe it's a little more social political intrigue kind of stuff coming up rather than killing a monster stuff coming up. Oh, yeah. From, yeah. from what from what the third episode looked like, it was like basically it was one banquet, wasn't it? Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and things going on at that and around that. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it had like a nice mix between giving. Like, people always say don't split the party, mm. but I think this showed how you could uh, split the party. Mm. You just skip from watching them do something until they make a roll, and then before you reveal what happens, you uh, skip to the next person. Mm. Well, you can, you can skip, well, yeah, I mean, you can, uh, you can skip the party a lot more in a show than you can in actual game, because <laughs> the other characters in the show aren't just stopping and sitting there and waiting for the other person to finish yeah. their part. Well, 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 that's that's the thing. I like to. Uh, I mean, that's what I miss most about in person role playing. Mm. Because, like in in person role playing, you have the opportunity for people to just role play amongst themselves with scenes that they're not involved in, mm. and they could like just like in character chat, which is really good. Mm. Um, One thing I used to do, yeah. I haven't done it in a long time, is I'd for NPCs that didn't have plot knowledge, um, you know, just like a, a bartender or a, yeah. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I'd, uh, and if some players were not involved particularly in that scene, yeah. I'd ask them to play the NPC. And that used to work quite well. As long as it okay. didn't, as long as they didn't need any specific knowledge. Yeah, yeah. They could just, okay, yeah. Nice, nice. Okay, yeah. And that uh, does work. That does work. Although those things do end up, you've got to be careful because mm. they always end up in the humorous category of encounters. Oh, yeah. yeah so if you wanted sure. to be serious, you can't do that because it just won't yeah. happen. Yeah, um, I had like a thing where a ghost possessed, um, one of the characters, mm-hmm. and then I realized, oh, okay, so for the next however many combat rounds, this yeah. character's going to be out of the game. So, like, okay, well, you're the ghost now, mm. do what the ghost would do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that, that worked out quite nicely. Mm. So they all got to be involved, and the, it meant that the, the ghost was a lot more ruthless and, um, not prone to taking prisoners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I, I would have dared to do. They're like, oh, wow, well, I say, set you on. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> anyway, that was Vox Machina then. So maybe, maybe like in a few weeks, we could revisit and see what our, see if our opinions have changed or, or whether yeah. we still think the same thing. Why not? Why not? Yeah, all right. Okay.
right. And with that, I think we're done for the day. I think we are. Apparently, I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. Mm, that's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here. I, I merely asked because you're wearing a shirt. Which I've been I wearing a shirt for like the last ten times you've seen me. You haven't. Since I Christmas have. I have, yeah. Oh, well, you are okay. a captain observant, haven't you? <laughs> I am. Dump wisdom. That's my way. Mm-hmm.